Hi there, and welcome back to the Prolific Author Podcast. As you can see from the title, we are going to talk about why resolutions are really not the best way to increase your writing habits in 2020. That's right. I'm going to tell you not to make New Year's resolutions. And yes, that is very weird for me because I'm really not anti-resolution. I'm actually huge on goals and lists and growth and all of that good stuff. So why would I discourage you from writing New Year's resolutions for your writing in 2022? Well, I'm going to tell you all of that on today's show, so stay tuned. Welcome to the Prolific Author Podcast. Let's face it, readers read fiction to feel emotion and be transported and transformed. In this ongoing digital revolution, where online marketing is always in flux, the only way to create a sustainable author business and live off your royalties is to write transformational stories, market at every stage of the author journey, and cultivate a loyal audience of readers. Fortunately, there's never been more opportunity to make a living as a fiction author. Hi, I'm Liesl Hill. USA Today best-selling author and story clarity coach. When I'm not dictating my own stories about dragons, serial killers, and dystopian worlds, I help other authors write their own transformational fiction, position them as bestsellers, and market them like pros. Join me on the podcast where I give writing tips, marketing how-tos, story advice, and interviews with other authors who are in the trenches just like you and making it work. We are prolific authors. All right, we have finally reached 2022. I took a couple of weeks off for the holidays, and I gotta say, I really wasn't anti-2021, at least not to the same extent other people were. I mean, I totally get that a lot of people have had a hard year, I could totally get why, but for me personally, it, it was kind of a long year, I'll admit, but it wasn't that bad. You know, I, I, there was a lot of people who were very over the top anti-2021, and I really wasn't that way. I mean, I was glad to move into the new year, moving in with hope, all of that. But all of that kind of changed on New Year's Eve of 2021 <laughs> because, unfortunately, 2021 found a way to kick my family in the butt on its way out the door. Unfortunately, a family member who's close to me had a terrible accident on, it was New Year's Eve day, and scalded themselves pretty terribly. They've been in the uh, U of U burn unit for the last week or so, and don't worry, they're doing fine, but the injury may have some long-term repercussions that we're not even exactly sure what they are yet because burns are really strange things that can be really, really unpredictable. So like I said, I wasn't terribly anti-2021 until the final day and the last week or so has just been, you know, a little bit crazy. So now I'm kind of on the anti-2021 ship with everybody else. So that was kind of how the end of my holidays went. That was, like I said, it was on New Year's Eve day. And so it was more the New Year than Christmas. My Christmas was fabulous. So I hope that you all had a better New Year's Eve than my family did. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. And then move on to better and brighter things. For this year, I, I want to ask you a question here. Have you picked a word to represent your business in 2021? If not, I want you to. I want you to sit down and think about a word that will inspire you and represent your writing business this year. I have picked a word for my business and I will tell you what it is in just a second. But before I do, I want to kind of go over how you should go about picking this. You don't have to be super crazy about it or you know really, really picky about it, but just think about where you are in your business, what you want to accomplish this year, and a word that is pretty general and pretty um, kind of overarching that would describe that, okay? So my word that I've picked for 2022 is momentum. 
And that applies both to my to the author side of my business, in which I help authors to get their writing done, so the prolific author side, but it also applies to my personal writing and my personal fiction. So why did I pick Momentum? Well, a few reasons. Last year was very much a what you might call a building year for me. I was working on my academy all year long. I was building it up. I was you know creating videos. I was creating processes and templates, but I didn't do a whole lot of selling of that because I was building it up. This year, I'm going to do my first workshop in um, hopefully the end of this month, the end of January. I, I haven't actually nailed down the date yet, but I will in the next week or so. Um, possibly it could get pushed the first week in February, but it's pretty soon here. It's within a month. And I'm hoping that that will give me momentum being the, you know, the beginning part of the year. And then I will just move upward and expand more and more and more from that. So that's why momentum applies to the prolific author side. On my fiction side, here's the thing. <laughs> I did an okay amount of writing last year, but I didn't actually publish any books. And I was telling my writers group about that and they were teasing me a little bit because I was saying, oh, you know, I've been working on my academy, so my writing has kind of been backburnered. And they kind of chuckled and they were going, yeah, but you've been writing, we know, because we've read it. <laughs> and that's true. I have been submitting chapters to them weekly or pretty close to weekly. So the thing is, I have like two and a half books that I have the first draft for that are not ready to be published, but they're ready to go to the next phase, which is editing. Um, and I just haven't gotten around to it. I haven't been able to put that front and center. So in the same way, you could say I was building up books and characters and I'm getting there. But this year I want to get some momentum and get them all published, right? So I'm hoping to put out quite a few books this year because several of them are already written. And um, in some cases, the hardest part of the work is done. So that is why momentum is the word that I have picked. And being January, beginning of the year, this is where you set your goals. We're going to talk about that in a minute, your resolutions. Um, but pick a word and, you know, by all means, put it on your phone, put it on, you know, the background of your laptop, maybe print it out and tape it to your desk or your computer. Just have it there in mind so that everything you do is geared toward that word when it comes to your author business, okay? That's going to help you throughout the year and it's going to get you all fired up and inspired to get going and to make 2022 your best writing year ever. Okay, so let's talk about those pesky New Year's resolutions. Why would I tell you not to make New Year's resolutions? Well, the answer is because very few people keep New Year's resolutions beyond the two-week mark. And in fact, I saw a really funny meme about this that said, I'm going to open a new gym. It's going to be called New Year's resolutions. There will be exercise equipment in the gym for the first two weeks. For the rest of the year after that, it's going to be a bar. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny, but it's there's a lot of truth in that, right? Statistically, most people don't keep their resolutions beyond two weeks, and then after that, they just go back to what they were doing before, which very often is some form of unhealthy living. Now, we're going to talk more about writing resolutions here, but part of the problem is that people put too much pressure on themselves at the beginning of the year, um, so it feels like it's really hard to do because it's the beginning of the year and you're gearing up and then if you can't do it, then you failed, right? And you just shouldn't try again until next year. And there's that, it's that stigma around New Year's resolutions that I want to get away from. That's why I'm telling you not to make typical New Year's resolutions because chances are, statistically really, the chances are that you won't keep them for very long. But I mean, the stigma is there, and that is why a lot of us do that with our New Year's resolutions. But why is the stigma there to begin with? Where did that come from, right? Well, it comes from our psychology, really. So many of us try to increase whatever it is that we are trying to improve, whatever we're making 
resolutions around too quickly. Okay, so let's use running a marathon as an example. That's very physical, and most people have at least some experience in either trying to get fit or trying to lose weight or trying to eat healthy, you know, something like that. We know, logically, that if we have been sitting on our couch for a year, not doing any kind of physical activity, that we are not going to become marathon runners in two weeks. Okay, we, we know that, logically. We're adults. We're intelligent. We know that's not going to be the case. And yet, for some reason, if we do not grow in our ability to run by leaps and bounds, we get discouraged and we quit. Okay, it happens to everybody. I've done it. Everybody does this. This is the reason that we always stop our New Year's resolutions. And of course, this can apply to anything. It can apply to writing, to reading, to creating something, to organizing. You know, it doesn't matter what your New Year's resolution is. We just tend to expect that we will improve drastically in a short amount of time, even though we know better. Okay, so let's get a little bit more granular in our example. Let's say that I have been sitting on the couch for a year. I'm not a good runner. And so I say to myself, okay, day one, I'm going to walk around the block. Day two, I'm going to walk around the block faster. Day three, I'm going to jog slowly. Day four, I'm going to jog a little faster. And we kind of, you know, build up how we're going to do this. And then a weekend, we decide we're going to jog two miles and we can't do it. You know, we get out of breath. Our muscles are tired. They're collapsing on us. You know, we're getting blisters and we go, okay, this is too hard. I can't do this. But do you see what the problem there is? We tried to increase too quickly. And the thing is that most of us, even if we think we're increasing in a granular way, we're really not. We're really pushing ourselves too hard. So we need to give ourselves some grace and we need to slow the heck down, okay? Give ourselves time, you know, maybe get up and walk only for 15 minutes a day for a week so that our feet get used to walking, okay? Then increase to maybe more of a speed walk and do that for two or three weeks, okay? Maybe you even want to hit a weight goal where you've lost, you know, 10, 15, 20 pounds before you start jogging. You kind of see my point. People try to increase too much and they put too much pressure on themselves and then they just give up. The same is going to be true of your writing. If you have a goal to, um, say, write 2,000 words a day, but you're only writing three or 400 right now, of course, 2,000 words a day is very, very obtainable, but you've got to give yourself time. You've got to give yourself grace. You've got to give your brain time to adjust to a new word count, okay? So my point is, I don't want you to make a regular resolution. I want you to think of it as something that you will not attain until the end of the year. Because becoming something over the course of the year should take the course of the entire year. Okay, that's something that you've got to remember. So how do you go about doing this so that you know you will actually stick to your goals and attain them rather than doing the resolution thing and quitting after two weeks? Number one, you have to decide on what your goal is and um, figure out what you want to do. Okay, so uh, once again, let's let's use that 2,000 words a day. You want to you wanna be like Stephen King and write 2,000 words every single day. And you are nowhere near that. Right now, you're only writing 200 words three times a week. Okay? So that means that you need to increase by, what is that, 1,800 words every single day. So then I want you to divide that number by 52. Okay? So if you need to increase by 1,800 words... Bear with me, I am pulling out my phone's calculator, which I should have done beforehand. 
Um, so 1800 divided by 52 means, whoops, okay, it gave me a weird fraction. That was not right. <laughs> Let me try that again. Okay, it comes out to 34.6. That's really good, guys. It means that you only need to increase by 34 words a week. Okay. Now, of course, there is the day-to-day -day thing, which is a whole other, it's kind of a different goal that you'll have to work on separately. Okay. So let's, let's stick with the word count now, and then I'll address the other one. So if you're writing 200 words per session right now, the first week you need to write 234. Do that for a week. 34 words is not that many. It's a paragraph, right? The second week, you will go up to 268. Then uh, 302, and you will keep doing that. That is a very attainable goal, not only because, as I said, 2000 in general is very attainable, but only 34 words a week, that is something you can stick to. That is something your brain will not cramp over. You know, it's, it'll be very easy to increase only that much. Now, it's also true that we can get very excited about things and increase too quickly. You're probably going to do that at some point in the year. You'll just get on a roll and you'll end up writing 400 words over what you did before. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But what you might find is that the day after that, you're really burnt out. So if that does happen, because it happens to most of us at some point, don't stress about it. Maybe give yourself a day off, especially if you, you know, wrote more words in a session than you usually do in a week. It's not like you don't have the days to take off, you know, without um, shortchanging your word count. But at the same time, try not to do that too often. Try to go up incrementally and not cramp your brain too much. Because see, what happens, guys, is that while you might say, oh, it's okay, I can just do that, and then eventually I'll reach that word count anyway. Well, there's some truth in that. That might be the case. But if you have a negative experience at all, any kind of negativity, it creates neural pathways in your brain that says this activity is negative because I felt negatively about it, okay? So even if you're super proud that you wrote all those words, if you also the next day are thinking, oh man, I wrote all those words and now I'm burnt out, that's going to create a pathway in your brain that says writing that many words burns me out. And then you're going to have a hard time doing that moving forward. Okay. So if that happens, if you have, you know, a day where you kind of burn yourself out, the best thing you can do is think really, really positively about it. So don't sit around thinking I'm burnt out. That was hard. Now I don't want to write. Sit around thinking that was great. That was awesome. I'm going to do it again soon, you know, so that you're creating positive mental pathways in your brain about your writing. Okay. But overall, it's best to increase incrementally so that doesn't happen and you don't burn yourself out at all. Okay. So again, that's what I want you to do. Um, figure out what your goal is. And of course, this can be anything. It doesn't even have to be word count. That's just what I'm um, thinking of here. Um, divide it by the number of weeks in the year. And then you can even go more granular than that and divide it by the number of writing sessions you have in a week. So if you only write three times a week and you're not planning to increase that, then you can figure out exactly how many words you need to increase per day if you want to make it that granular. You certainly don't have to, but you can. Um, all right, so let's use another example. Maybe you, as I said, you want to go from writing two to three times a week to writing daily. Again, be careful with this. Don't burn yourself out because right now you have days in between writing sessions for your brain to sort of recharge, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. But I would start by taking however much time you have between sessions and just cutting that down. So if right now you write one day and then have two days between sessions, go down to one day. But do that for a good two, three weeks, okay? Then maybe try to do two days in a row. Like maybe you do Monday, Tuesday, take a day off, Thursday, Friday, something like that. Do that for two or three weeks. So you, you, you get what I'm saying here, right? Be really purposeful about it, break it down, and give yourself plenty of time to get used to things before you increase again.
Now, you could certainly do more broad goals than this. Maybe you wrote one book last year, but you want to write three this year. Okay, so break that down by year. That means you will have to write one book every four months. And in order to do that, you need to figure out how many writing sessions you have during those four months, um, about how many words you get during a writing session, right? And figure out if you have enough time to do that. If you don't, you may have to increase your output, which means you either have to write faster, more sessions, more words per session, whatever works for you. But I want you to be very purposeful about these goals. I want you to plan them out. Now, despite talking about all this planning, let's be real here. We are human and keep in mind that your increases and everything about achieving these goals is probably not going to be all that uniform, right? It's going to be smaller increases at first as you get used to it. And then as you go along, you will increase more quickly, okay? Because once you get used to writing 400 words instead of 200, it's not that big a deal to jump to 450 or 500. So you'll have higher increases the longer that you go. And that is perfectly normal. So if you're not increasing quite as much as you want to, during the beginning of the year, don't let that get you down. You are still increasing. And even if you think you're not increasing quickly enough to hit your goals, you probably will in the third and fourth quarter of the year because it's exponential, your growth, okay? So you'll start to increase more quickly than you did in the beginning, okay? Just something to keep in mind. So how can I prove to you that this works? Well, let's go back to the marathon example. People who make a New Year's resolution and try to go from you know, couch potato to awesome runner in two or three weeks, they tend to quit and go back to being a couch potato. But people who have the drive, the determination and plan accordingly, you know, going a little bit at a time, giving themselves plenty of recovery time, giving themselves plenty of grace to get where they need to over the course of a year, those are the people that end up running 26 mile marathons. Okay. Something most people can't even conceive of, but they do it because they didn't make this unattainable new year's resolution. They knew that it was going to take time. It might take them a year to get in the shape they want to. And they continued to put forth small amounts of effort every day or every week with small incremental increases. And then they're the ones that run the marathon and get where they need to go. Okay, the same is true of anything you could possibly make a resolution about, including your writing. So let's recap real fast what I want you to do when it comes to creating goals for 2022. Figure out what the goal is. And of course, you can do this for many goals. I'm not someone who makes only one goal. I make about 35 of them, right? <laughs> and then figure out what you need to do to attain that goal. So break it down by, you know, like I said, by how many words you need to write, how many sessions you need to have, how many books you want to write, whatever it is. Divide it by the number of months or weeks, either one, depending on the goal we have in the year. And you can even go down further and break it down by day if you want to, but that's up to you and how granular you want to be. And then just start working at it, little at a time, incrementally, keeping in mind that it's not always going to go super smooth. It's not always going to go the way you plan. And it's not going to be completely uniform in the way you planned it. It's just that's not the way that life works, right? But if you just keep chipping away at it, you will get there. And you guys, let's face it, even if you don't meet your goals, let's say your goal was to write five books this year and you only wrote four, you still wrote four books this year. That's huge. That's a huge, wonderful achievement. So don't worry about it. Give yourself plenty of grace and plenty of time. Don't give up. And if you feel like it's too hard and you can't do this and you're ready to give up, maybe just go back and reevaluate your goal. Maybe you're pushing too hard, too fast, and you need to go a little slower. Okay. That would be better than quitting altogether. So what I want you to do, if you have not done it yet, is 
maybe even get a calendar. You can use one on your phone. You can print one out. You can get a day planner if you want, um, whatever it works for you. And look at, I really encourage you to look at a full year calendar that has all 12 months broken down by at least week, if not day, so that you can see it all from a bird's eye view and write down what you want to accomplish. Maybe start by quarter, and then you can go down to month and then to week, and even today if you want, um, and figure out what your goals are and how you're going to accomplish them. With the calendar, you may even want to jot down when you're going to accomplish them. I know you're not going to know exactly what your schedule is going to be in August of this year, but you know you can put down like when your writing sessions are going to be. Maybe you know based on what your schedule is now in quarter one that Tuesday and Thursday you write in the morning, but Monday, Wednesday, and Friday it has to be in the evening or you know something like that, whatever, whatever your writing process and schedule is. But I really encourage you to get this calendar and jot down some goals and map out a little way to get them done and how you're going to go about it and when you're going to go about it. Just doing that alone will help you accomplish so much more writing in the new year. Okay. So once again, do not make new year's resolutions, make attainable goals that you can break down by smaller sections so that they, so that you will stick with them and can accomplish more this year rather than less. Okay. That is about all I have for you today. I hope that you had a good year and that you are hopeful for 2022 and that it's going to be a great year for everyone. Stay tuned. I will keep you advised on when I'm going to be doing the workshop. I've been busy putting it together for the last few days and I still have some more to do, but as soon as I have the date for you, I will let you know. And beyond that, yeah, just have a great week of writing. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today, and I will be back next week. Remember, you have stories in you that only you can tell, and there is always a market for awesome. Bye now. Taking years to write a book is so last century. Hi, I'm Liesl Hill. I help aspiring authors move toward their dreams of career authordom by mastering their story, mastering their words, and mastering their marketing. If you're ready to put your head down and do the work necessary to eventually live off your fiction royalties, then tune in each week. I'll give you actionable tips and hacks, as well as inspiring interviews with writers who are already doing this. We are prolific authors.